welcome. 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 This is what's up. Shouts out to all you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Millennial Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Otis L. Milton, the Mortgage Millennial. We have a super treat for you today. Uh, We're going to dive into it. Uh, I want to just start out like I do uh, every episode, just thanking you, thanking you, uh, all the viewers, the listeners, the supporters uh, of the podcast since this platform has taken off. I I can't tell you guys uh, how much I appreciate it. Um, I'm still just wild. Uh, let's look at a, let's look at a, a couple of podcast stats so far. Um, overall, we're at, oh, over 150, 165 downloads um, worldwide, which is a big deal. That means you actually. Thanks noise. Thank you. Thank you. You allowed me to take up space on your phone with a download, so I appreciate that. You didn't just stream it. You actually downloaded it. So shout out. And then I know to my Android users out there, that's tough, that space. So I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really do. Uh, and also just shout out to everybody that streamed it. If you listen back on Facebook or if you listened on, you know, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon Music. I didn't even know that the podcast was popping over there, but the numbers are showing. So I, again, I am, you know, beyond grateful and thankful. Uh, for the support. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to grow here, elevate through the mindset here. That's what we do on this episode. I mean, on this uh, on this platform at the Millennial Mindset Podcast. So we have a special guest today. Today is the beginning of something I've been talking about for a while of the manifestation series. And I thought it would only be fitting to start uh, with, with this special gentleman. Um, I mean, an amazing story, uh, a true inspiration to me. Uh, as just as a brother, as a man, as a father, um, as an entrepreneur, because that's really what we're going to dive into today. Um, The title of this episode is Transitions. We're going to talk about the transitions that it takes to elevate, you know, from that mindset of employee mentality, work mentality to entrepreneurship and ownership and, and, and truly betting and believing on yourself. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I don't even know how, I mean, this, the dude has so many accolades, even though we're the same age, we're still pretty young, but he, I mean, he's done a lot. Um, he's doing a lot. He's still doing a lot. Um, one of the just realest people I've ever met, uh, uh, selfless, um, always ready to help no matter what, um, what you need. If he has it, you have it. Um, he's just been that way. He's been that way even before I really knew him. When I just seen him in passing, his energy was always that way. Um, solid, just solid as they come. I mean, the dude can rap his you-know-what off. The dude sings. <laughs> he can sing, um, like, really, really, really well. Uh, one of the best songwriters, um, music artists, and performers that, I, that I've ever met. Um, and I've seen him grow. I mean, this is... I think I've known this, I know you like maybe almost 15 years. Like I've seen him grow exponentially in different parts of his life, especially just as a musician. So I have a ton of respect for him. You won't see him, but you will hear him because the, like I said, he wears many hats. So not only is he the first guest uh, on the, on the manifest series, um, but he's also the engineer, right? Uh, he's, he's the guy who allowed me this platform. So without further ado, it is my honor to, uh, 
introduce and present to you guys my brother, my friend, Mr. Sean August himself. Round of applause, please. Welcome, 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 Mr. Sean August. Oh, round of applause. Hold on, Mr. Hold on. We go, I'm going to take it back. Mr. Jay Sean. We're going to take it back to Jay Sean Davis. What's up, my brother? If you want to go further, they used to call me Jupiter. Wow. Wow. And a dark wonder. But Jupiter was like, because the Neptunes and shit. Was this like Taft Days? This was Taft Days. Oh, yeah. oh, look at you. You accurate already. Okay, let's get cracking. I know you a little bit, bro. Yes, sir. You do. Um, Thank you. Thank you, my brother, for uh for coming on and uh hell of an intro, by the way. No, absolutely. I mean, but I really like I seen you. Like sometimes brothers, like, we don't be giving we don't be giving bros, you know, and the homies they flowers and really like seeing what you go through. Amen. Like bro, bro, a lot of people would have thrown the towel. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, believe it or not, brother, you inspired me because just your ability to keep going, bro. So I've seen you, you know, I've seen you do it all, brother. So man, we're gonna dive in. Uh, I want to start with um, just a little bit of backstory so we can kind of know. I know people hear me mention you and say your name in the podcast um, throughout, but I want to just give you a little bit of backstory. Um, I met Brother Sean uh, through who we call Mutual Sister, right? Um, she's his sister. She's my sister. Facts. Um, she's someone who we both love. Um, and we coincidentally both did music with her. Um, Sean and her went to school together. You do music? I did music. Did. Okay. Did. Okay. Did. Okay. Did. Okay. Did. Right. Did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, we, we met through a mutual sister and shout out to my sister, uh, B-Mac the Queen. Shout That's out. Erica Hart. Uh, she's going to be on this manifest series. So, you know, so we will definitely delve in and talk to her uh, throughout this series. So shout <laughs> out to her. Um, uh, but that's who, who I actually met, uh, Sean through. And, um, I mean, I think we were still wearing, we were wearing like Ed Hardy back then. What was he wearing? <laughs> it was it was it was bigger t-shirts for sure. Bigger shirts, definitely bigger shirts, bigger jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. less All expensive clothes, shoes. Yeah, our clothes weren't fitting. I might have seen you with a pair of creative reactions on back in the day. Did I? I may have one pair, one pair, one burgundy pair. Let's not do that. No, let's keep. No, that. those was PF flyers. I okay. didn't do the creative. Rex. Okay, okay. All right, that was that. almost shade. <laughs> I'll give you that. But no, so that's how uh, that's how I met uh, Sean and man, and just throughout the years, um, every time we've come in contact, he's just always been solid. It's always been one hundred. Um, and then I think uh, I came here like earlier in the year, and I was you know I was talking about some of my plans. He was like, man, I have the studio right here, man. Come in here, let's get it done. Like, you know, we chopped it up, and he was like, bro, I'm here to help in every which way possible. And I don't even know if he knows how much that means, like. That's super important. If you have resources and you're willing to share them with your people, like that shit helps because a lot of people want to start things. They want to do things, but they feel like they don't have the resources. So he was like, man, let's do it. You know what I mean? And he he has a podcast and we'll talk about his podcast. But that's just a little bit of backstory. So you know how we met. So I've been knowing this guy for a long time. I think before, I think when I met you, you only had one kid. You know what I mean? Facts. So yeah, no kids. Yeah. When I met you, I didn't have kids. You didn't have kids. Yes, definitely. So not. it's yeah, it's been that long, right? So and I wasn't smoking weed. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were scared of weed. I was scared of weed. I remember that. I was anti weed. All of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. All y'all used to make fun of me. Um, and now all of you guys can Stoners. smoke under a chair. Um, Facts. <laughs> but shout out, shout out to you, man. Shout out to B Mac as well. Uh, for being that that cornerstone piece for us. So it's a little bit of backstory. So now what I want to talk about is, and, and we're gonna get real detailed because when I say entrepreneur this dude is a real entrepreneur like he really gets it every which way right but i want to go back to 
before you became an entrepreneur, when you you had a job, you had a good job too. Definitely. You had a really good job. And you, you know, based compared to where we where we were at that time, right, amongst the homies, you had a really good job. But like what was in your mind? Like some people get comfortable, you got a job, you make an income, you're good. Like, what was in your mind to start ticking to get you to start saying, uh, even though I got a good job, maybe I should, you know, bet on myself. Uh to be a thousand percent honest. You have to keep the, it a thousand. Uh, where the pop filter at? Um, to be a thousand percent honest with you, I've always had fun jobs. I've no matter what they were, I think I've had maybe two serious jobs, like suit, tie, you know, collar shirt, hard bottom shoes. But all my jobs have been fun, like MySpace. We worked. Uh, we started designing. Um, the first Call of Duty. We was working at Activision. One of my game, um, one of my jobs was to play Tetris on a Nokia phone at home. So I say all that to say I, I, I have been working. I have been working professionally since I was 13, which was crazy now that we kind of look at it. Right. But work and nine to five was always kind of like my side hustle in a sense, because the underlying factor was the moonlighting. I knew music was eventually going to pay my bills. I knew it. I knew it. And I knew that shit 15 years ago. I knew that 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So I just trusted the process. That's what's up. Now, now, I love it, brother. I love it. I love your conviction. I love that you knew. And that's what's dope. That's probably the one trait that I think everyone that you're going to hear in the manifestation series say, because I've, I've had these talks with them, that they always knew, even when no one else felt like they knew, like they knew. And let me and let me touch on something because it just kind of popped in my mind. But it was serious, super serious when I was at my nine to five. Um, I have been working professionally, earning money since I was 13. I was at my wits end about five years into fatherhood. This was a good 10 years ago. And. I felt myself, my attitude changing about work, bro. I felt, I started to feel really ungrateful about having a nine to five. I was starting to complain about what time I had to get up. I was going to work, looking forward to my 15 minute break. I was going forward, looking forward to lunch, going to work, looking forward to lunch. And I caught that, bro. Like I was self-aware and that's another huge thing. That's a huge component of entrepreneurship, but Learning that, being self-aware, knowing, you know what, I'm starting to realize I'm not happy here. And at that moment, when I started to realize I was at Beachbody, I still work out with Beachbody programs, but I worked at Beachbody for eight years. And as I sat at that desk, I just realized, you know what, I'm not going to complain about going to work, bro. Like, I'm not going to like bitch about having to get up. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is every time I feel like bitching, I'm going to say, I'm grateful. And right now, that was how gratefulness started for me. Now, gratefulness is the name of my company. Gratefulness is my favorite word, and it's ultimately my foundation of everything else. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of... I'm sorry if that was... No, 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 no. That's this, bro. You're hitting on exactly what I want you to hit on. And I knew once we start talking, because I know how our conversations go, that it's going to come out. And I'm glad that you brought up gratefulness, um, because gratefulness is really a way of life, uh, especially if you're going to get into entrepreneurship. (laughs) Uh, you better learn to be grateful for the small things because starting out, you're going to get knocked on your ass a whole lot of times. And so you have to be grateful 
uh, for the small things. But I love what you said, and you kind of sparked. Uh, we, we're going to pivot real quick because I, I want to talk a little deeper about that. The self-awareness part, right? Because I experienced that too, right? So I had a job. I was in retail, and I, I the same ordeal. I'm just like, man, I just don't like this anymore, right? <laughs> it's not fulfilling to me anymore. There was a point where I used to like going to work, and that, it started to change for me. I'm like, this isn't. You know, this isn't it. And for me, it was more so like, okay, cool. So I got a raise and I'm making, you know, X amount of dollars, but I'm like, damn. So no matter how hard I work, this is all I can make. <laughs> like, like, even if I do like some extra overtime, like I can only make a couple extra dollars. Like there was a limit on how much money I could make. So that was already triggering my mind. So I start, I start looking at it from the self-worth part. So you telling me like I'm only worth $20 an hour? So it's over. And my mind started to look at my own value and what I felt my value was. So I love the self-awareness part. So let's talk a little bit more about that self-awareness part. So when that started to happen and you start to feel that, like, and you, and, and you, I, I like what you said about the gratefulness, but what type of, what, did you start to plan an exit or, or did you start to further your side, your, your, your outside of nine to five hustles? What was like the plan when you realized that? Every job that I've had in my life since I was 13. Well, no, let me let me do this. Every job I had from high school on, even if my job at the time was homework, I always made time to make music no matter what. I almost I always did that. So I said that to say, like. That kind of always to be a musician, you kind of always have to have a little bit of self-awareness there. Mm-hmm. Now, I I can give all props to, but I don't want to. This really this self-awareness, this awakening, whatever, it kind of happened around the time that I became a father. Mm-hmm. I also became I started smoking when she was pregnant. Like that's when I discovered the power <laughs> and the, and the angelicism of we. I just, I just want to say that. But this self-awareness, this self-awakening happened right in there. And then so we have we we have me becoming a father and then we have this reading habit that I'm starting to pick up out of nowhere. I saw LeBron laying on the floor um, when he was playing for the Heat. I saw him laying on the floor in the locker room reading Decoded and that shit ministered to me. Wow. And then I fucking read decoded. So LeBron will never be able to do anything wrong in my book. Right. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Within, within, you know what I mean? Yeah, within reason. Within reason. Right. Jay-Z will never be able to do anything wrong, even though he's been a lot. Right. You know? No. So because they read decoded. So that book, that smoking, that becoming a fatherhood, I feel like those three were the trifecta in Waking the Beast. That's what's up. You know? That's what's up. I love how, you know, I, I love how like detailed it, it, you know, your, uh, your journey was to you. You know what I mean? Like it's super important. And sometimes when you're in it, you don't realize that what's happening. Like, oh shit, that meant something to me for real, for real. Now I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm a, I'm a star. I'm a superstar in my fucking movie. Bro. Yeah. So I pay attention. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, bro. I'm him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really nigga. Him. I'm really watching this last night. I was watching Inception, bro. And I was like, that's one of my favorite movies for right. a few reasons. But the way that I, I could not take my eyes off of the main character 
is the same way I can't take my eyes off of myself wow. in my own movie. You know what I mean? And niggas, it's real nigga blues, but that real, if you change one letter, it'll be real. Like, you're the star of the movie, bro. Right. Like, this is my movie. You know what I'm saying? Especially to me, and I'm my biggest fan and my biggest critic, so you kind of go along. No, that's what's up, bro. So, so I love it. So, so you, you, you start off the journey of entrepreneurship really from day one. But let me ask, because it seems like you you have it down and maybe you haven't had it this whole way. But let's talk about because I think this is the number one misconception of everyone who wants to like, I ain't trying to work no more. Can't nobody tell me what to be. I don't want to do any of those things. The discipline that it comes along with being an entrepreneur. Right. Which means that like if you don't move today, you don't make progress. That's your potential, right? That's how you're going to feed your kids next month or next week or owe yourself, whatever the case may be. Let's talk about, did you always have that discipline? Was it developed? Like, what was that process like for you? Um, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. You know, I've always had it naturally, but, you know, we get it. We get better along the time. But what I can say, being comparing being an entre- entrepreneur to having a nine to five and also tying that to self-awareness. Like I have a friend that makes masks and quilts and shit. She like knits and shit. Right. And that just, I don't know why that pops in my head, but watch how this knits together. And if you're self-aware and you know, the feelings that you've had and you've been accustomed to, you can like knit a blanket, bro. Like you can sell, you can know that this goes with this and this goes with this. So let me tell you this to make it all make sense. When I was, I had the shift from five to one. I would wake up at four. I would get there at four because it was a gym on the premises. I would work out, clock in at at five, get off at one. So I know, you and I know, with me telling you that, you know that I know the feeling of not wanting to get the fuck up and go do what you got to (laughs) do. Right. All right. Now, fast forward to right now, to tomorrow, right? The same exact feeling of God damn it, I don't want to get up and go to work is the same feeling I have sometimes. And even though the studio is right here, it's the same feeling I have when it comes to God talk. Like, God damn it, let me hit the snooze button. I don't want to get up. I was self-aware then to know when it when I didn't want to go to work. I'm self-aware now. Long story short, nigga, you got to get up and go to work, clock in, get that check, whatever you got to do. And nigga, you got to get your ass up and have your own shit. You... If you have your own shit, you can be a little bit late when you want. But when you're dealing with clients and you're dealing with an audience, nigga, they're expecting you to be on time every time, nigga. And disappointing yourself and your audience is way worse than disappointing ADP or your boss at work. That's a fact. You know what I mean? But discipline has always been natural inside of us. Shout out to our parents and our family for them spankings and all that shit. That's out of style now. (laughs) You feel me? No, that's what's up. No, that's good. I'm glad that you said that. And I, I hope that that what he's saying resonates that that entrepreneurship doesn't mean you have less discipline in life right <laughs> people keep thinking that like if i'm an entrepreneur like i don't have rules you know what i mean if, to be honest with you i know for me once i took on entrepreneurship once i took it for real when i stopped playing when i was for real for real i might work more entrepreneur than i did Amen. 40 hours a week Right. That's the part that you don't see. The difference is I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Right. So uh, you better be ready to work more and harder for yourself. And, anybody and, else. and let me add this just to augment what you said. Discipline. It may take a hundred times more discipline being 
working for yourself, being your own boss, because there are definitely rules to success. But there's no rules when it comes to entrepreneurship. Nigga, you don't have to get up at 630. Right. But are you? Right. Will you? Do you? Right. Simple as that, bro. That's real talk. You know what I mean? That's real talk. Please let that sit into all my all my future entrepreneurs or people that are on the on the brink. Listen, get into entrepreneurship for the right reasons. <laughs> Don't get into entrepreneurship because you look you you are looking for a way to escape um, discipline, right? You're looking for a way to escape rules, right? You're listen. The, I'll tell you the truth: the vast majority of people need structure. Amen. You need structure, right? This lifestyle is very unstructured, like you just said. Listen, if you got to be at work at 7, you got to get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. You know that. You know that. Period. But if you like, uh, I can start at 8. I can start at 9. Matter of fact, I'm going to take the day off. Like, that. most people can't operate in that realm and make a living. Right? They need, that's why from the beginning, you go to school at 8 o'clock. It's Facts. a certain time. It, you need structure. So understand that entrepreneurship is not a way to eliminate structure. To be honest, you're going to need more structure you're going to need as more. an entrepreneur way than more. you did when you had the job. And I want to add this because I can't be who I am right the fuck now without working at those nine to fives. Now, thank you. Thank you. What I did, I stole from those jobs. Yep. Sometimes physically, you know, we had a shake or two, you know, we had a fruit cup, a fruit basket, whatever, whatever. But actually, no, I stole money from a first job. They they had police calling me and all kind of shit. Shout out to ING Direct. We was I was serious with it. But the main thing I was stealing was the business acumen. Yeah. I was stealing the marketing tactics, yep. the color strategies, the simplistic of the website, the designs, the categories, the uh leaderboards, the engagement tactics, gamification. I wrote a whole song about it. You know what I'm saying? Taking game uh, uh, principles and adding them to real life to make people engage with your product. That's the type of shit that I took. So when we had those meetings, I was engaging in those meetings. I had questions. I was taking notes when we had those big yearly uh, conferences. I was taking notes when those owners and billionaires, Carl Deichler, came with his big ass dog talking. Nigga, I'm thinking because I know, God damn it, one day. Right. One day. This is this. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad you said that, bro, because the same for me. Right. I went from selling tennis shoes and running shoes. But that same business acumen that Sean is mentioning is what was able to prepare me to sell mortgages. Right. To sell real estate. Right. Just I got comfortable learning how to communicate with people. Right. I got comfortable with learning to be valuable to people. I love that part, bro. I love that part, bro. Listen to me. The the one thing that 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 Sean is saying, I, I can't stress it enough, is that structure and and the success principles that you might have from your nine to five, you can take those, quote unquote, steal those, and build yours and implement onto that, right? Dope, 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 and dope. That's dope. where creativity comes in. Absolutely. How you, this is, this is a quote, how you combine what you copy makes you original. Facts. Wow. So you have to take some from your jobs. You got to take some from your dad, from your mom, your auntie, your uncle, nigga, LeBron James, Jay-Z, Kanye, right. Lil Wayne, <laughs> nigga, uh, whoever, the neighbor, whoever. Right. And mix it together, nigga, to make 
You know what I mean? No, that's listen. You you're not lying, brother. Amen. And it was funny. I, I talked to I talked to my boy yesterday. My boy out of, uh, from Jersey, and uh, he was calling me, and I was um I was in a car, right? And uh like just like you said, I what I have to do better is becoming my my biggest fan. See, I'm my biggest critic, and so sometimes I I don't even bask in my success, right? I I, I just I keep pushing. Right? In my mind, this is what you're supposed to do, right? And so um. I'm my biggest critic and my, my boy called me yesterday. And he's like, man, but I don't think you understand like what you do is like really inspirational. Like you shouldn't it be is. on this path that you're on and you should celebrate yourself more. So I want to talk about that piece real, real quick. Like, because in entrepreneurship, it can be lonely as hell, especially in the beginning when people don't really believe in it. Sometimes they don't see the vision. They don't, you know what I mean? Like my family still think like, <laughs> so you, you work on like commission only. Like if you don't do business, like you don't get paid, right? They still think that that's a crazy concept. <laughs> so, what was the support like from friends, family, you know, people that may be close to you, people you cared about, when you were like, "This is what I'm doing. I'm on this type of time now." Um, I've always received more positive feedback than negative feedback. Good. So that alone, um, always helped. And sometimes I get a little selfish and I like to say, solo, Sean, I ain't got nobody. I ain't got no team, you know, <laughs> just to wherever that energy comes from, you know. But as I look back down the line, there's always been somebody. There's always been when I needed someone, there was always someone to support financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. There was always someone there. There was uh, what, what the quote, a ram in the bush. There was always somebody to call on, you know, um, and I really thank God for that a lot, a lot, because sometimes we can be ungrateful for the people in our corner, you know, and sometimes the support ain't what you think it may be. Nigga, right. you may be asking for a hundred dollars and a nigga introduce you to somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, I just said $100. You talk about, what are you talking about? Meet my man. Meet my man. You know what I'm saying? But four years down the line, four days down the line, four months down the line, you get a job opportunity that you never thought you would ever do. You never thought you would be a radio dude, but that's going to really be able to define you. So the support, it's always there. And it's really on you to be self-aware and aware of what's around you and aware of the support. Also, what I can say is, once you're your biggest fan, you really don't need the support. You really, you know, we're grateful for it. You know, it's always like I was watching um, a Mary J. Blige documentary and all her fans kept running up to her like, I love you. You changed my life. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is my millionth time hearing this. Thank you. You're so beautiful. I love you. Thank right. you. You know, and it was kind of insincere. But once you know that you're good. Right. You kind of got no other choice but to go. You know what I mean? You can't. And, and like what I say, you represent no matter what you do, no matter how much money is in your bank account. See, toe right now, you're going to represent real estate. Right. You've put yourself in a position. You've had so many conversations. You did took so many pictures. You did had so much success in this industry till the day you're in a box. You're going to represent real estate. So you have no other choice. Right. What are you going to say? Oh, no. Nah, um, yeah, I'm a trash man now. I drive trash trucks. I'm about to go to the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> as respectable as the Navy could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go work for the for Wells Fargo. You know, I'm about to go get in the front lines and relearn some. 
But I hear you, man. But if you know what you are, you got to go. You are what you represent. Represent that shit to the fullest, whether you got a million dollars or zero dollars, you know, financial support or emotional support, whether you got fans in the building, a thousand fans or zero fans. Just go. Listen, I love it. Hey, this. (laughs) Hey, this this dude is so good, man. See. See, I, I, I am I am praying that there's going to be a day sooner than later that I graduate to have that much gratitude and lack of need of validation from absolutely anybody. Amen. Right. So uh, I fuck, I appreciate the hell out of, of what you're saying right now um, and, and, and trust and believe it's, it's speaking to my soul. So um, please, please, please listen to what Sean is saying, because when you have that undeniable in you, like you said, it, you know. That's you, know, you know how you, you know how you move it. Yeah. I want to tell you if you're listening right now, even if you don't feel like you have that undeniable, keep working. Keep working. Keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. Listen, the reason why we don't move is fear, right? And we have fear because we're not prepared, right? We we lack preparation. That's why we're fearful in the first place. Sean been putting in the time he told you since he was 13. Facts. So there is no lack of preparation. It removes the fear. So I know I'm good because I've been doing this. I've been doing this. And it's definitely, I don't want to say fear, but excitement. And sometimes we confuse those, like those nervousness and excitement. And that's something I like to change too. But like you said, um, what did it say? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yep. So that's something that I practice and I still know because something I was super nervous about was singing in public. Not not I'm not I wasn't nervous about it, but I knew I wasn't as good as I could be. And that would always stop me from hitting the higher notes, hitting the longer runs, doing little shit that I know Mm -hmm. that would take this performance. Right here you know and not only did it was it very mediocre sometimes it fell a little bit below you know but i wasn't prepared now i have a vocal instructor you know we're gonna get better so you will never i don't care how good you get in one particular part of life you will never ever ever in your life not be a student if that makes sense no that makes yeah that makes um that makes a ton of sense bro um Listen, you are, listen, I hope y'all know that you got some comments in here, man. They said Sean is talking, talking that stuff today, man. He preaching today. Shouts out to everybody uh, that's watching us live uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're going to take a quick break um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, Sean's podcast, uh, God Talk. Uh, we're going to talk about his company. Uh, we're going to talk about his music. Maybe, is it is it possible? Can you play some music on your break? Can we play some of your music on the break? Wow. Can I can I copy is it copyrighted? Can I, I can I hold can I hold can I hold it? Hold on. Why he's why he's queuing it up? I, I when he was just talking, I was thinking too, because I've known like I said, I've known him for a long time. I could almost he, I could hear it in his music when he, what he's talking about when he superseded that level. Like I could hear it. And I'm like, oh. Oh he oh oh he really he been playing. Like, oh he what he really doesn't when we were younger, Cass wasn't singing unless you was like a singer. Like the rapper dudes didn't sing back then. <laughs> like it wasn't cool for the rappers to sing. Like the dudes sung 
or you rapped, right? Um, unless you was light skinned and Drake, but he's a dark skin. Shit. He's dark skin. Talk your shit. So dark skin dudes wasn't singing and rapping <laughs> in this at this time period, right? But I knew he could sing. I heard him, but but I over time, bro, and I think it was um, I I, I what 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 uh, project was it? God God Complex. Amen. And and just your singing on God Complex, I said, oh. He's starting to like really break out. Like he's starting to really, I knew, I knew it was there. Like, damn, he's letting us, he's letting us know that it's there now. And so that was, um, so that's dope to hear you. Cause we never even had that conversation. Um, but to hear you say that, uh, and you can hear it, I mean, you can hear it in the music, no doubt. So again, we're going to take a quick, 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 quick break and, uh, we'll be right back. And, uh, again, this is the millennial mindset podcast. Special guest Sean August in the building. This is episode eight transitions. Otis L. Milton, the mortgage millennial. This is the Millennial Mindset Podcast, episode eight. Uh, title transitions. We are here with a special guest. Hopefully, y'all just watching us live and you heard my brother singing, my brother, my brother giving the vocals on the break. Uh, listen, we got we got a new soundboard up here, so we Too acting up. Fun. So uh, <laughs> again, welcome back, episode eight transitions. Uh, we gonna we got a few more things to chop it up about. Um, Where are we? I'm man? super excited, man. This dude is hilarious, um, but talented, <laughs> talented out of this world. So, what well, we we listened to some music. Is that a new record? That Hell no, nah, that's on my R and B album, Real Nigga Blues. Man, bitches be changing on niggas, man. <laughs> So I had to make sure I wrote a song about that shit. So if a bitch ever changed on you, if a nigga ever changed on you when the kingdom fell, send him that song right oh, now. Listen, that's the one. So I, I'm glad you said that. So because I want to talk about like your inspirations to write. Right. I want to talk about like what ticks, what's your ticker? Like, you know, it sounds like you take some real life experiences. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> But but I, I want to talk about two things because not only are you a writer of of yourself right for your own yeah. songs but you're also a, a published songwriter right so you Hell write yeah. songs uh, for 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 record labels and their artists and so Hell on and so yeah. forth so at first I want to ask when when you when you're writing do you know the songs for you when you when you when you sit down you hear a beat and you know you thinking of ideas do you know like this is me or this is something I can get off. First off, before I get into that question, I have to go back to exactly how you uh, open the show with B-Mac. Okay. Because I never, I knew you could get money by writing. The first writing opportunity I had was the Danity Kane. I don't know if you remember Danity Kane. I remember Kane, that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, um, so yesterday. The Damage, the Damage record. Uh, shout out to Jado, shout out to Janae Akio, shout out to Justin. They gave me a writing opportunity to be in a room. I was young, so I didn't get the... <clears throat> right, right. You know, but <laughs> on the end, they took care of me on the back end, and I appreciate them for giving me that opportunity. Um, but fast forward, writing for other people is one of the, almost one of the easiest things to do. Wow. Because I know where you're going. You're giving me directions. It's like GPS. You put the address in, you give me the address, I'm going to get there. Right. Matter of fact, it's a million ways to get there. How? Which way you want to go? Right. When I'm writing for myself, nigga, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Right. I just know where I, I know I'm in this car. I know I got a full tank. Time to go. I'm ready to go. Right. You know, but I don't know the end destination. Oftentimes, I don't know the end destination 
until the album is out. Sometimes the songs and the bars don't hit me until the album is out. Some, of course, I know it's a fire line. Of course, I know. Da, 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 da. But shout out to Dakota. Everything's tying together right now. Shout out to um, Dakota. Sometimes I'll hear triple entendres in there. Some didn't even know when you did it. That I didn't even think about it. But the time and the climate of whatever I'm going through changed the dynamic of those lyrics. Right. So sometimes I'll hear this bar, the last bar connected to the first bar and the middle bar. So now it's a whole nother way to look at this whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's how, like, even when I'm on God Talk, there's an energy that comes on when I'm writing for myself, when I'm writing for anyone, when I'm doing God Talk, that is just a stream of consciousness. It's just all God, bro. Because you can't explain it sometimes. It's like, it's like how did this nigga Odell catch the ball falling backwards in the back of the end zone? With one hand. With one hand. Right. How did he do that? You know what I mean? No, and it's real. like, even when you work out hard, you know when God take over. Because you know when you ain't got nothing else. You right. know when this is better than what you should be. You know what I mean? So again, that's that's what it is. Writing for people is super easy, you know, because they give me the direction and I'm really good at directions. And then writing for myself is very tough because <laughs> I don't have no, <laughs> no it, it, I, I'm glad that you touch on that because you could go on a you could go on a route. You could go to Atlantic and they say, you know, we're looking for girl songs for such and such. Yeah. So you know you writing a girl I'm song. Writing a girl song. Right. Right. No, that's real talk. I, I I love that. I love to get into the mind of all my artist friends. Um so tell me about, has there been a time, I mean, you, you exuberate ultimate confidence. I, I'm sure this has never happened to you, but have, tell me about a time that you were in a room musically and you were like, oh shit, I'm here. Nigga, I ain't got to even be in a fucking, wait, wait, I'm here like I succeeded? Yeah, like, no, you're, yeah, you, you, you're in, you're in Atlantic, you're whoever, you walk in the studio, you're in mm -hmm. a room, these are rooms you probably couldn't get in five, six, seven, eight, nine years yeah. ago, but you may be in those rooms now or having those conversations now as an artist, as a songwriter. Uh, I've been spoiled, bro. Okay. I've been spoiled. I've been in the room since, nigga, some, fresh out of high school, I was in the room. But okay. then when I went to high school, I had the fortune of going to high school with celebrities. You know what I mean? So to the popular school. Yeah, so we always, I always knew how to, and they always never really fascinated me because mm -hmm. when I get in these rooms, yeah, I never really fanned out. The only nigga I fanned out over musically, I don't think there's one. You, you know my love for Kanye, yeah. but you took the Kanye story, which is crazy. I don't know how, if you told that on, on your show yet, but you definitely got to run that on MMP. So, facts. But yeah, we go ready back. Um, yeah, I haven't really been too amazed by, too, oh, um, I know, fucking um, James Fauntleroy. Oh, my God. That she nigga the right there. Oh my God. And it wasn't, it was, and it's all talent based. Yeah. It's all like, I know when God is taking over. Yeah. And the way people allow their, their creativity to use them sometimes, bro, that is orgasmic. Pause. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. it is crazy to me. But being in a room, um, maybe whatever. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you know Fuck what? These no, it's funny that you said that. You have what, what B Mac has, and she taught me that. Um, and she taught me that. Uh, I never really fanned out neither, because I like, same thing. I mean, yeah, we, we kind of went to go to Valley. A lot of every everybody was in the Valley. We everybody. knew a lot of those yeah. same people, but with that Kanye story uh, that you're talking to, we will talk about the whole story one uh, on another episode. But 
I remember when they when they she was moved out to another studio and she left me in the studio, just me and her assistant and Kanye West and Rihanna. And I text her because I'm like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do? And she said, act like you're supposed to be there. Period. Right. And from that moment, I, I and I'm I've always done that, but in that moment, I was fanning out. You know, you know, Kanye, we know what Kanye means to us. Amen. And so um, so I acted like I was, you know, I was supposed to be there and we hung out all night. But I love that you said that you always knew, and it just goes back into the same conviction that you've had since 13, that you knew this is your trajectory. And, and let me do this because I misunderstood your question. I did what sometimes I do. I assumed the, f- mm-hmm. the finish of your question, but I would love to answer the question that I thought you were going to say. All right. So the other day in a, outside, we had a rehearsal for, I don't know what the fuck we were fucking rehearsing for, but we were fucking rehearsing and it felt good. Now the band we start passing the mic and the band starts singing. Now, remember, I told you, I know that I got to get better. I know. Now, I know I got, I know I'm different. I do know I'm different. (laughs) But in that moment, it was watching potential, bro. Watching where I could be because one nigga knew all the lyrics to every song. One nigga was hitting high notes. One nigga was doing runs. And I'm like, so it's possible. Right. And I'm way flyer than these niggas. Way fresher. <laughs> way sexier. You know what I mean? Way more. Ch- way, I'm, you know what I mean? Not being on no crazy shit, but just on some artist music shit. Right. On some headlining. Right. You know what I mean? Face. And it was looking. I was looking at that and I felt for a moment I had. Justifiably, I had all reason to feel so small because these each of each of them individually had a skill that I needed to perfect. And seeing that I could have felt small, but I felt so alive, bro. I felt 13 years old because I still love this shit. And I know that I still got so much room to grow. And now short long story short, short story long, the niggas my vocal instructor and the niggas making me nasty. So that's what's up, bro. I love that. You, I, I think that it, it, what you just touched on, and I say that all the time uh, when I'm talking to people, I said some people will be in that situation. Um, it happens to me often, right? Because I'm still, I'm young in real estate. You know, I've been doing it for some time. Overall, I'm very young in this industry. So often I'm in circles and conversations at dinner tables. Baller shit. With like, you know. Talk your shit. Big wigs. Talk right? your shit. And that sometimes that little glimpse that gets in there like, oh, I feel small. But in my mind, I get excited because I'm like, I can, this is real. Easy. It's now it's real. It becomes real when it's in your face. Right? This so, nigga can say that this nigga? Him? This dude? <laughs> I'm looking like this. Can dude, I say nigga on your I show? I'm him. sorry. You just said it 17 I'm, times, but I'm sorry. It's all good. We're here now. No, it's all love. You got to so, check me, man. No, it's, show. it's all good. So, so I know exactly the feel that you feel. So this, you know, two ways people are going to act in that situation. They're going to shrink and get small, right? Or they're going to look at it like, damn, this is an opportunity. I'm close to it. So instead of you saying, I ain't that good, or I'm afraid I'm doing all of this, you pursue. Like you said, now he's your vocal coach, right? Same with me. Now he's my mentor. Now he's one of my mentors. Hmm. Right? When I can be like, uh, you know, he does 95 times more business than I do. Easy. Right? I don't want to be with 
nah, bro. I like, how can you? I'm trying to be a part. I want to watch. You know what I mean? I want to get that. I love that energy, bro. Hell yeah. That's the energy that you must have, especially if you're talking about getting entrepreneurship, because you don't know everything. Most of the time, you probably don't know shit, <laughs> but you really don't know everything that you need to know. So you got to be able to use each got to steal. Got to steal from them jobs, nigga. Steal. And make it yours. Make it yours. Make it yours. You do not have to re- recreate the will. There's too many rich people, millionaire, billionaire people. Too many. They're doing things new. Like, it's not a whole bunch of necessarily innovation to become financially stable or build whatever it is you want to build. Find out who's done it the best and do that and add yours to that. It's that simple. And let me, let me augment some. Like the hate when niggas say, let me piggyback off. I hate when podcast motherfuckers say piggyback. <laughs> let me piggyback. Bro, I hate that, bro. Too. I hate that. But <laughs> what I what I do want to say is, like we talk about on God Talk all the time, adversity and adversaries are blessings, bro. Mm. They're the same blessings as the victory. So you got to be able to celebrate moments of adversity. You feeling small in a room. A nigga out sing a man out singing you at a competition or a man out singing you in a room, you can take that and go ball up in a corner, or you can go steal them skills, add it to you, and then sell a million houses. Let me hold some money. Let me hold some. Let me hold some. So 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 R and B is your last project. It's doing well. I got my hoodie in the car. If it wasn't hot, I have it on right now. Hot as fuck. Um lot of success on this on this project um i was blown away like the first time i heard oh this okay he's for real for real um not saying you were before but the skill level and the amount of time and energy that i you could hear it in the music it comes out of music see i'm a music kind of sure like i don't i don't do music but i'm a real like i I like to listen to music, right? So I have I have an above average ear when it comes to music. Somebody go connoisseur. Right <laughs> That's me. And so um tell me about working this project. Like how has it been? You had the merchandise, you seen the campaigns, like what made you say, like, once this once that body work was done, like I'm finna really go in on this one. Like this is the one I'm about to really let y'all know how I'm coming. Bro, I've been doing the same exact shit for all my albums. <laughs> it's bigger. It seems the same. It's just I'm just grateful, you know. And I can't really blame it on anything. I can't really. I don't know, but I just know that the hustle and the effort will be matched, and nothing will happen before or after God's time. Facts, that's and that's something I I had to come in peace with. But I've been doing the same shit. I'm actually doing less. With this one. You know what I think it is, is that it's, nah, the, it's, consist- the, it's the consistency. Of Amen. It. You know, sometimes people don't pay attention to you hit them over the head third, three, four, five times. Amen. Right. So uh, in that shit, that's even me and I, from from bird's eye view. So now I want to transition. I'm talking to music. I want to talk about the podcast. Right. I want to talk about God talk. You absolutely smoke it three times a week. All right. I let me stop you right there. Can we not call it a podcast? What do you want to call it? Platform? What you want to call a it? Talk show. Talk show? Okay. Radio show. Okay. Something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can call it whatever you like, my brother. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to good. Just start. I, I just want to start saying that now. I mean that that was the inception though. You started as a podcast, right? Or you just started as a talk show? Yeah, I started as a podcast. Definitely. Okay. It started as a podcast. God talk. Is now God Talk Live. We had God Talk originally. Okay. Um, but I was on the only hip hop show 
uh, for years. We did that for years. We kicked uh, Don Juan off the radio. We kicked Corey Holcomb off the radio. We really took over that whole station. The station went down. We went over to RMC, who's directly connected to KJLH. I'm speaking that into existence. Stevie, come get God talk. Um, <laughs> but that that went left. And then when that went left the first time, I sat in this very room with my laptop open with a bunch of my homies in a circle and I press record. And we did that once a week and it got good. And we uploaded the podcast. Second time I did that shit by myself, all by myself in the studio professionally with Pro Tools. I was mixing and mastering it and I was putting it out on YouTube. This one. We got the motherfucking camera. We built the studio. We got a desk. We got mics. We got everything. And then we went live on Facebook. And then now we on YouTube. Listen, that's big time. Because you're talking about... Now you cross... Transition. You tra- Exactly. We're talking about transitions. We're talking about different levels of, you know, audio, the music, right? And there's visual with the music as well. We got videos and whatnot. But now you're talking about going from transitioning from there and then really showcasing your personality and your influence yeah. on your talk show. Yeah. Um, Cause I love the energy, bro. So like, you know what I mean? I know like when I get up, especially on my Monday mornings, and I'm doing my hustle and bustle after my workout. You know what I mean? I sit down, I do my emails and I put on God talk live. Amen. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, I kind of have it playing and your energy is so high, bro. I'll be like, you'll be, you'll be getting me ready to <laughs> get me ready to go. Um, How is it? it Cause I mean, we're live right now. A lot of people are afraid of live. Yeah. Right, because live, you know, you know, there's no drawback, there's no save button, All there's none of that. We just All we bullshit. here right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I say some shit I wasn't supposed to say, I'm yeah. sorry, but I didn't say it because we yeah. live. Like, how was that? And you have guests, right? Um, how was that live? Like, how was that for you to manage live? Was it just like you, I'm just being myself and I'm gonna let y'all get all of this? Yeah, that's it. That's it's just me. That's who I am. I cannot not be who I am. And it's a gift and it's a curse, bro. And no matter if the cameras is on, mics is on, I have to be myself. But the best part about it is no matter what I'm doing, my purpose outside of making everyone life effortless as possible is to become my best self every day. Right. So every time you see God talk, every time you hear my music, every time you see me, hopefully I got a new muscle popping. I got a new feature. I got a great topic, you know? So coming up with God talk, it was pretty easy, you know, being myself, excuse me, hosting God talk. It's it's easy being myself. All the technical shit, I was the IT guy at school. So it was, all that shit is easy work, but it's super easy when you're authentic to who you are, give or take. That's what's up, bro. So, God talk live three times a week, right? Mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Facts. Right? Um, streaming live on YouTube now. YouTube now. Okay. So I, I, I know a lot of people, they even ask me, like, why do you pick Tuesday or the middle of the day, whatever case it be? And now that you said talk show, it actually makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. on why you have the time frame that you have. Yeah. Um, was that the reasoning? What was the reasoning be t- behind 9 a.m. on quote unquote work days? I want big boy spots. Okay. Nick Cannon. I don't even want to say, I don't even, let me talk, take that away because I don't even want to preface like that. We all know the feeling of going anywhere we need to go and having big boy Steve Harvey, Colin Cowher, Rush Limbaugh in the back of our head. Yeah. We know that. And them guys, all of them, Nick Cannon now, 
all them guys have a certain level of energy. They have a certain level of importance and value and impact and effectiveness in all of our lives. Yeah, they were more crank calling. They were funny. They gave us good laughs and good energy in the morning. But the things I learned, the things that I took myself off the grid for, put myself through hell for, has really made my life a little bit more effortless in some areas, you know, and as I continue to raise my kids, I see the impact it has on them. So I want to mix all that boring reading that I did that I can fast feed to my kids because I took the time to sit down and read all these goddamn books and I don't need nobody to do that. It takes right. too, too goddamn long. I can save you some time. Yeah, I can say, tune in to God Talk. Nigga, we're going to be funny. We're going to watch some shaking ass. We're going to pray. We're going to get cracking. We're going to smoke some weed. We're going to have fun. And then I'm going to get out your face. And by the time I get out your face, you should either be done with your workout early at work. You should be whatever and ready for your day. You know, but I'm only being used by pops. So I only pick that time because I reverence those guys. Shout out to Big Boy and Steve Harvey and everybody oh, else. That's dope. I actually never heard you say that part. That's yeah. that's really dope. No, uh, uh, I, I've been dying to eventually either get on the phone with Big or tell him because, like, for our age, Big Boy, if you're from L.A., yeah. right, Big Boy is a beacon in our life. He's a beacon in our life. You know what I mean? Life. Like, I've literally been listening to Big Boy on the radio as long as I can remember. He's a father figure. No, in real talk, right? So, that's super dope. And then the nigga would play hit records. Like Big Boy's, a, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Big Boy, if if he's not the most, he's one of the most respected radio DJs across any genre, not just hip hop. Fat period. Big Boy and Skinny Big Boy, all the Big Boys, all the Big Boys, Big One Hundred Percent, One Hundred Percent, movies, videos. Yeah, he did it all. He hosted everything, and that man, regardless of celebrity at all, like. That man, he affected us, bro. He made us go wherever we needed to go with a bigger smile. Bro, like, I mean, there's, you got to think, bro, that first day of school, getting up when you couldn't sleep, ready to put them clothes on. Come on, you man. Playing, you playing, you playing uh, Power 106 in the background with Big Boy. Come on. Come on. That's, that's my man, let's, let's Let's not take away, spread the word. On um uh Sundays, yeah, spread the word changes the dynamic of the car. Even if you put spread the word on to this day, bro, KJLH on Sunday mornings, bro, that it will change your whole day. Yeah, it will. It will change your whole day. It'll get you get you a commercial. You'll hear some preaching and all that, but you're gonna change that day. Amen. I'm done. No, that's real talk. I love it. I love it. I love it. You just said the word. You you mentioned it in your last soliloquy, right? We were talking. You said fatherhood, right? And that's something that I want to talk to you about. Obviously, I've talked I talk about it here on the the mortgage, I mean the millennial mindset podcast often. Uh, because I obviously I'm a father, you're a father. I want to talk, we're gonna talk a little bit about fatherhood before we get out of here and we do story time. Um your father, two boys, and I have a utmost respect for you because no matter what, I even from afar, I see how much you pour into them. I see how much effort you put into just being a father. I see how much effort you put into being a better version of you for them. Um, talk to me about having sons. They're getting older, right? So now they're seeing how you move. What is that like? Are they into are they into entertainment like you? What what is that relationship like with your boys? <clears throat> 
I feel like we really should talk about this right now because, like I said, I have to be 100% authentic. There's no media training here. We're here. Right now, I really feel like more of a stepdad to my kids than a regular dad, bro. And also, I I just told them, like, every time I try and do some normal fatherhood shit, some normal moment shit, bro, <laughs> I always end up being broke. One, because it's, ex- it's expensive. It's not cap. I got daughters. Trust me. It's not cap. It's expensive. But I'm always broken hearted because I'm, I need to go to counseling because or there is something. Because I don't think I really need to, but it sounds so cool to say. No, I just want to be accountable for my feelings because I feel like I'm being mistreated, bro, in so many ways. And I feel like it's being mishandled, but I don't want to feel like that, you know, because as a man, you can never. It's always your fault, you know, but the situation I'm in right now, I just saw my kids for my bir- uh, for their birthday. Uh, shout out to Zachary. He turned six. Um, I took him to the hotel. I'm a great dad, bro. Yeah, but dad. that shit cost me a lot of emotion. And as I go through the this turmoil, it's starting to really like emotionally disconnect me from my kids, bro. And I really don't know. It's like a snake with his tail cut off. Like I'm, I don't really know how to feel about kids right now. No, listen to me, bro. Which you, you touched on it. You you said the therapy piece. You need, and I'm I'm never like a component. I hate like you need to. Um, but I truly think you do, and I think it would benefit you, um, dramatically, right? And, and just hearing your conviction in the conversations that mm-hmm. we've had about this topic off mic, um, there are some things this within manhood that Western society has made us just accept, right? You're not even allowed to have the feelings that you're having yeah. right now, quote unquote, like right? Up. It's not real. You're not supposed yeah. to have that. You're a man. Shut up and deal with it, Right. Um, that's not normal, right? And so uh, I do think you could benefit from therapy in that aspect. Um, what would therapy bring, though? Like, what does therapy it, well, do? It, 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 in this case, I think for you, what it would do for you is it would it would give you the space to truly, because you're already doing it, but it's it's going to get, and this is what, I hate what she do this shit to be. My therapist, shout out to her. Uh, she's a black queen. But it allows you to, you to say how you feel, get out your actual feelings, right? And then it's a what's allowed is every situation is allowed to be reframed from another perspective or other perspectives, right? And so what I realized that because when you're you you're very strong minded, so when you think or you feel what you feel, that's what you think and that's what you feel. And often those other perspectives aren't being considered or even thought about, right? Uh, and so I think that alone would be extremely beneficial to you because of what you're saying. I've, 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 I know what you, I know exactly what you're saying. Cause I felt that, way, mm. right. I have felt that way. And this is something that I continuously work through in therapy, bro. So do, do I think you reach a point where that, you know, that shit goes away completely and you don't have that feeling anymore? No. Right. Um, what therapy is, is it teaches you to manage this shit so that it doesn't, get you to a point where there's disconnect or there's or there's um, irrational feelings or actions, right? That's what it does. It just teaches you how to deal with what you have to deal with because no matter what, like you just said, you're, you have to deal with it, period. I don't give a damn how you feel. You got to deal with it. That's a part of being a man. That's even 
bigger part of being a Define black man. dealing with it. What does dealing with it mean? Listen to me. Um, Jim Rome, you know Jim Rome is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he said, he, he said this quote, um, you have to, you have to deal with your problems, right? And I, I, I he said, I've, I've heard this months ago. I've been dealing with that same piece that you said. What does, what does deal with mean, mm-hmm. right? Um, dealing with means at least in, in this is, and I still think I'm discovering what that means. Cause I, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I thought I was dealing with it, but this shit is still bothering me or it's still stretching me. Right. So maybe I'm not dealing with it. Um, but deal with it means simply manage, right? Manage the situation at hand, right? In this case, we're talking about parenthood, fatherhood, children dealing with, it means to manage that to where it's not, you can, you cannot ever get to a point. Emotionally, you can. Those are your kids. You've never, listen, no matter whatever happens, that's true unconditional love. No matter whatever happens, no matter how you feel, you're going to be there for them. Right? No matter what happens, bro, you are you are going to be there for them regardless of how your emotions want to allow you to feel. But no matter what happens, your son calls you, you're going to be there. Right? And so you're going to learn when we say deal with, it's more so from a managed perspective. Right? How do I manage? You got to feel. Right. And therapy is going to teach you how to accept the feelings. It's okay to feel that way. Right. It can't supersede you. It can't swallow you up. But feeling is real. You got to feel it. You can't, I can't tell you that how your feeling is wrong. Nobody can ever tell you a feeling is wrong. Right. But they can teach you how to manage that feeling to where it doesn't encapsulate your mind and your emotion and how you move forward. I have so many replies in my head, but I'm just going to double tap what you just said. <laughs> double tap what you just said. I'm just going to love what you just said. I have so many replies. We could go on for hours yeah. about this. We didn't, we <laughs> had these conversations, these conversations before, and I'm sure we're going to have it after this. Um, I want oh, to, man. I want to, I want to thank my brother, uh, Sean August, uh, for coming on, being real and transparent. Um, that's just who he is. That that's what I appreciate him for. That's what I love him for. Um, like just, you need those type of people in your life that just say what's real. You know what I mean? To say what's on their, on their mind, um, to just say, you know, like he didn't told me like, Oh, you on some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you need that. And so I appreciate you. And I brother. feel like we both manage our shit pretty good, bro. No, like I feel like it'd be better, bro. And my form of therapy is my God talk, bro. My form of dealing with it is God talk. My form of, you know what I mean? Sitting, you know, I don't, and I don't want to um, exaggerate. Like, this is not something that keeps me up at night. I sleep good. I laugh. I don't miss no me. You know what I mean? I feel great all the time. I'm super grateful all the time, you know, but it is like, this is um the Joker. Right. You know, if I'm the Batman, this situation would be the Joker. Right. You know, and we make great movies together, you know. Let me let me let me leave you with this, bro. Before I jump into story time, I want to tell you this. This is something that one of my uh one of my one of my my brothers and mentors told me, bro, and it's it's actually one of the realest one of the realest pieces of information I've ever been told. As a father and as a parent, every enemy that you don't tackle, that you don't defeat, every giant that you don't defeat 
has the opportunity to take your child. Facts. She's right? a giant no, for sure. Too. No, that's great. Every <laughs> I'm just telling you the real. Every opportunity in life, that every obstacle that you're going to be faced with in life that you don't beat, right? She's a she's a part of it, right? There's a bigger piece behind that, and I think you're on a journey to search. And I watched that. Inception last night, right? And that's one of my favorite movies. And I, every time, it just this bitch mall. Have you seen it? Have you seen I Inception? Seen I have, but like when it first came this out, this bitch. You can't say that. I'm sorry. Here. I'm sorry. Female gender. In the movie, she was a B word, though. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> She manipulated bro, and every time he got to the level that he needed, she came with another, and then he eventually got the Yep. Therapy's not gonna fix that, no, bro. No, listen, yes, it will. Just because, murder. No, because, no, because, because what you're saying is what you what you're not understanding is this is when it's gonna get deep. Because because the person isn't the problem. Right. So you're going to when you go to therapy, you're going to learn about triggers and you're going to learn about traumas and about unconscious triggers and traumas. Shit that you don't even know exists, bro. These are things, bro, that I didn't even realize. Like, why do I act this way? Right. Why is this bothering me? And when it's going to be some shit that happened, you're seven that you don't even think about. Right. It's subconscious. Right. Subconscious triggers is a real thing. That's what inception is about. Bro, so we're gonna talk about this off offhand. Hey, again, re- can we get a round of applause? Great show. Hell can yeah, we can get a round of applause, applause nigga. The manifestation series is off to a hell of a start. Uh, my brother Sean August is man, he's an amazing, he's amazing. What's up, Dr. Class? She's watching this. She says she loved this. Yes, this is therapy. Every time we get in here, we get to talking and getting these things off of our chest, you know, it's therapy, right? So shout out to everybody that's watching and listening. Um, we're going to jump in real quick. You know, we do story time at the end of every episode. Um, I have a super, super special story to tell y'all. Um, I just posted this on my social media handles yesterday. Um, I was able to help my very first set of Friends, like when I say friends, these are people I went to high school with. I've known before I was ever in real estate, right? Um, they've been on the process for some time. Believe it or not, I, you know, Sean is cool. He, he was able to have people support him the whole time, right? In my field of industry, nobody was checking for your boy when I first started real estate. They thought I was. Oh, hello. They were messing with me, right? Until they see me put in the work. They see me keep going. And so I was able to help uh, my brother and my sister. That's why I, I call them my brother and my sister because that's how I look at them. I look at them like family, not just friends. And they started this process a while back. And a lot of hurdles they jumped through. Um, but they stayed progressing. They stayed on the up and up. They stayed moving forward. And everything that could go wrong went wrong. And then everything that could go right started going right. Job promotion, right? First the pandemic hit. Then the jobs on hold, things of that sort. Then they get back to work. Right. And then like 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 Sean said earlier, when it's God's timing, nothing or no one can break that when it's God's timing. And so last week, I'm sorry, the week before last, we were able to close on their very first home. Right. 
So shots out to them. Shots out to me being the mortgage. <laughs> For them trusting in me, um, they now own a home, right? They have children, right? This is this is the foundation. The foundation has been set, right, uh, to build generational wealth through home ownership, right? Um, this was a crazy transaction to say none the least, but they trusted me. I had their back the whole time. Um, and, and, and again, they got the keys. I went to go see them this weekend. The house is absolutely beautiful. Um, so shots out, shots out to my brother, Sam. My sister Chanel, congratulations on your new home. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, the gates are open, friends, from high school and college and middle school. If you want to purchase a home, please reach out to your boy. If you have any questions about real estate, um, you know, I'm your resource. I'm here for you. So that is story time. We're about to sign on out of here. Again, this is the Millennial Mindset Podcast. Hold on, man. Oh, what you got to say? I got a question. Oh, you going to ask me questions? Yeah. Because you just threw a lot of shade at everybody that you know. What when you look at it, when you look back, the truth. there was nobody to support you. A hundred percent of the time, oh. there was always nobody. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Let me, okay. Please. Let me correct that. I've, I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of support in terms of encouragement. Right, uh, people that were supportive of my decisions. Don't get me wrong. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it here without any support, right? But when I mean it, when I say support, I mean in terms of the actual business, right? And giving me the opportunity to earn the business. And I get it. Don't trust me. I, I, I'm not knocking anybody per se because at the same time, you want to work with a professional, right? So I had to earn my keep. So I, I, I'm saying that in a joking manner. I don't mean that in any real seriousness. Because I had to become an expert. I had to become the person that you would even give the opportunity to. Right. So I, I get that. I got to pay my dues. And, I, you know, I've paid that and I will continue to pay them and continue to be better and to continue to be more valuable. Shout out to episode seven, the value add. So I'm always going to continue to be that. And so when I say that, Sean, I meant more in terms of the actual business ask. Um, in terms of supporting, everybody is supporting until it's time to make something happen. <laughs> like you said, you, you need a hundred dollars for your boy. He introduced you to somebody. So, you know, that's what I mean in that aspect. But again, I understand paying my dues and doing what I have to do and showing them that I'm, this is what I really do. So now I know I become that guy. My DMs and inboxes are blowing up with questions from people who know me, family members and friends, but because they've seen me pay my dues. They've seen me for year and year and year after year feed my family this way. So again, I appreciate it. I know this is the, only the beginning and that we will, um, you know, we will continue on this path again. Otis Milton, Otis L. Milton, the Mortgage Millennial. This is a Millennial Mindset Podcast. Shout out to our special guest, Sean August. Episode eight transitions will be available tomorrow or maybe you're listening to it right now, but thank you for tuning in. Until next time, one love.